Where are you going to go for the best in college radio? The University of Central Missouri, of course. Tune in to the UCM radio station, The Beat. Welcome back to Voices of UCM. I'm your host, Olivia Gibbs, and this week I'm joined by UCM alum, Chris Holmberg. Chris, thank you for joining me. Uh, first, I want to talk a little bit about your time as a student at UCM. Um, as I've been told, you were a non-traditional student. So what made you choose UCM originally? So honestly, the uh, the best answer there, um, I lived in Warrensburg. Uh, UCM was in Warrensburg. Uh, that it made a lot of uh, made a lot of sense there. Um, I was in a uh, I was in a career that I uh, woke up one day and realized that I hated. Uh, I did restaurants, uh, restaurant management. I uh, did a lot of different positions. Did not like it. It took me uh, a lot of years to figure out that I didn't like it, uh, but then I finally did. Um, so I uh, I quit and came to school. So how did you get into restaurant management and then subsequently realize that that wasn't for you? So it uh, it started. So when we uh, when we got married, uh, my uh, my wife wanted to go to nursing school. Uh, she was passionate about nursing. I still hadn't figured out exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, we didn't have a whole bunch of money, uh, so we couldn't afford for both of us to uh, pursue something at the same time. I got a job in uh, a couple of different restaurants, um, mostly just to pay the bills. Found out that uh, it's relatively good money, um, especially where we were. Um, it's relatively Easy is probably the uh, the wrong word. Um, it's easy to pick up. Uh, it it can be a nightmare sometimes, but it was uh, it was something that I was good at. Um, kept the uh, kept the lights on at home. Uh, put her through school, so I just uh, I just stayed after a while. Um, genuinely, it was not something that I was uh, passionate about. Um, and I think anybody that's worked in restaurants, worked in retail, customer service jobs in general. Uh, Yes. Sometimes. That, <laughs> I bartend, so no, I, I completely understand what you're saying. You, uh, you totally get it then. Uh, yes. Sometimes people are terrible. Most, I, I mean, I would say more than half of the people are, are fine. They're great. Um, they're, just, they're just coming to eat. They're just coming to hang out. They're, they're fine. The other ones uh, more than make up for the, uh, the just slightly over half that are okay. Um, it just it, it stressed me out. It's very fast-paced. Um, it's constantly changing. A lot of times, uh, the the people that you're you're waiting on are not terrific. So, it just uh, it burns you out after a while. I yeah. made it roughly ten years and tapped out. Okay, so so how do I ask? So once your wife was out of nursing school, were you still thinking like I want to be in the restaurant business, or was that kind of when you were like maybe I can go do something else now? So she uh, she ended up. Uh, graduating, uh, got a uh, got a job at uh, Bothwell in Sedalia is where she started. Okay, um, worked her way up. Um, she was uh, she was making okay money. Um, it just it was easier for me to stay where I was. Um, we uh, we had a uh, a child a couple years after we got married, and so it was one of those things. I was uncomfortable with too many risks. Um, Kids are expensive. It's yeah, just I can imagine. Very expensive. Having them, raising them, keeping them alive. Uh, I mean, it's 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 all very expensive. So, it uh, I kind of I don't want to say that I got stuck, but 
it was just, uh, it was easier to do something that I already knew I could do. Um, I knew how much money I was already making. And so I just, uh, I decided, you know, this is probably the best thing that I could do right now. Um, so I, uh, I stayed probably eight years after, uh, after she got out of nursing school, just thinking it was something that I would, uh, eventually grow into. Um, and I did, I did pretty well. Um, like I said, uh, kept the bills paid. So no, uh, no complaints there. It was not fulfilling. Right. So <laughs> took me, uh, it took me a lot longer to figure that out than I, uh, I'd like to admit, but I got there eventually. So when did you first attend UCM? Let's see. I believe I started in the spring uh, 2016 semester. Okay. Um, started in the middle of the year, which was, um, I was a non-traditional student. Um, I was already uh, already the, the old guy in all my classes. <laughs> uh, started in the middle of the year. It was, uh, it was, kind, of, uh, it was kind of exciting. Um, made me nervous, but some, uh, some risks are like that. So what did you start out majoring in? So I started uh, as, a, uh, as a DMP major. Um, the initial dream that I had, um, I wanted to, like if I got to pick one job and just go get it, uh, I wanted to be an anchor on Sports Center. Okay. That was, that was where I was headed. Uh, I like sports. I like talking about sports. It's probably really obnoxious to people that don't like talking about sports, but I was, uh, I was that guy. And that was, uh, that was kind of not necessarily the goal, but that was the direction that I wanted to take. Were you a sports broadcast emphasis? I was not. Uh, as, uh, as wild as it is, having said that, um, I actually uh, did uh, digital journalism. Was okay. my emphasis. So you didn't take the sports broadcast class. I did not. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I never realized uh, that I skipped over something and uh, have not felt silly about it until just now. Oh, sorry, <laughs> no, I didn't no, mean no. to make you feel silly. No, 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 not at all. Not um. At all. So then, what kind of things were you involved in through the journal journalism route? So uh, so I was at the Mule Scanner for a while as a contributor. Um, I was a staff writer at one point. I was the managing editor for. A uh, couple of semesters, uh, non-consecutively. Um, so, uh, yeah, I did uh, I did that. I uh, was also never the sports writer at the Mule Skinner, oddly enough. <laughs> I, I, uh, I skipped over a lot. But um, did, a, uh, did a lot of things, uh, mostly at the, uh, at the Mule Skinner. Okay. Did you get to be involved in any kind of sports journalism at all? So I, uh, I actually did. I helped um, with a couple of a uh, couple of things. Uh, a couple of the sports writers I, uh, I worked with. Um, I was able to uh, show up and do, uh, like when they need uh, photos taken, um, I would show up and do that. Um, I actually tagged along a lot with uh, Joe Moore um, to do uh, a lot of uh, recording for our, uh, let's see, like live broadcasts of football games, uh, mm-hmm. baseball games. I uh, worked with Darren Plummer, uh, Scott Hoffsummer uh, when he was here. Um, so yeah, I uh, I never uh, I ended up showing up to a lot of things. Uh, I was not in the class, but they needed help. Uh, I wanted the experience, and so I was able to able to do that. They were great about letting me tag along, so it was it was really cool. They are pretty good about including people. Were you involved in anything else outside of um, DMP? I know s- since you've had like a family and stuff, that was probably a little bit more difficult. So it uh it was a, a little bit. Uh, difficult. Um, I kind of I focused a lot on uh, on DMP. Um, my uh, my minor was creative writing, uh, just uh, just for fun. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I really focused on on writing. Um, 
working at the Mule Skinner was a uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, sometimes it was a lot of work, um, and then having uh, my family at home uh, for all but my first two or three semesters, um, we were able to uh, just let me be a full time student. Um, so a lot of it, I was just a stay at home dad, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I've never been there, but I'm <laughs> sure it is. Um, okay, so then what were your career goals during undergrad? Were you trying to do something in sports broadcast? So um, that's, a, uh, that's a great way. So my, uh, my goals changed uh, quite a bit as I got into the program. Um, again, uh, starting off, um, really, really wanted that, uh, that desk at SportsCenter, right? Um, I also uh, I, I thought a lot about uh, being a sports reporter for um, – Kansas City Star or um, even like the Daily Star Journal. Um, I did my internship there. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I uh, started uh, right out of high school. I was a sports writer for uh, the Sedalia Democrat. Okay. Um, during uh, during my undergraduate, I was actually a, a stringer again for the uh, for the Democrat. Um, so I did uh, I did a couple things there. Um, the more I got into the DMP program, the more I learned about things that I hadn't even thought of uh, before. Um, a lot of uh, audio production. I found out I really liked. Um, so uh, I, I kicked around getting into radio. Um, I worked at a uh, radio station. I was a uh, uh, remote DJ uh, for okay. a while, which was kind of fun. Um, did you work for The Beat? I did. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't work for The Beat. I, uh, I actually had a, uh, a show on The Beat. It was a lot of fun. It's called uh, Metal and Other Stuff. Um, it was fun. I don't think they have anything like that currently, but there are was, a handful of shows. I was the unicorn. <laughs> the metal and other stuff unicorn. So what did you do on, what did you do like in radio? Uh, so I was in, uh, my primary job was, uh, I was an audio producer. Um, so I, I made radio ads. Um, okay. So we would, uh, we would sell airtime um, and then they would need something made. Um, so I did that. A lot of, a uh, lot of fun. Um, and then uh, the longer I worked at the uh, station, I worked at uh, KMZU out of uh, Carrollton. Okay. Um, the longer I got into it, I uh, was a uh, remote DJ. So anytime we broadcasted live from a place, uh, I was one of the people that did that. Did you get to do sports? No. <laughs> I, uh, did you tell them you wanted to do sports? So I, uh, I told them I was into sports. I uh, told them I was into journalism. Um, they, were, uh, they were pretty set. Um, I had a couple of opportunities to uh, uh, cross-train. Um, they were relatively set at, uh, at those positions. So I, uh, I sat at my desk and, uh, and made ads. Um, <laughs> But it was, uh, they, uh, they do, especially, uh, like in a town like Carrollton, uh, mm-hmm. it's a relatively small town, uh, local high school sports are enormous. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the radio station was at, I feel like everything, genuinely everything. If there was a high school sporting event. So that's a, that's a good way to break in. Um, if you're passionate about sports, but for some reason don't get a job in sports. Right. <laughs> Well, I'm not from a small town, but one of my best friends, she's from a very small town, Brookfield, if you've ever heard of it. And she has told me in the past about how her and I can't think of their rifle school, but their their one big football game that they play every year, everybody just goes nuts. Yeah. So I know sports are like crazy in small towns, but I a lot of small towns like it'll it'll shut the town down for uh, homecoming, the, the the rivalry games. Um, mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. It. It's chaos, but it's a it's a lot of fun to go to those. Yeah, the only the only small town experience I have is Warrensburg, and so like the Northwest game, um, homecoming, obviously always insane. But yeah, I've 
I didn't realize how big of a deal sports were until I got here. Um, okay, so let's go back to when you were here. Did you come back for a master's? I did. Okay. I, uh, I graduated in... I have to think hard on this. I graduated <laughs> in uh, May of 2019 uh, with my undergraduate. Um, had, a, had an opportunity, um, actually um, earned a, a scholarship to come back uh, for my first semester uh, as an undergraduate. They were uh, kind of uh, revamping, um, redoing a lot of the, uh, the stuff around the Mule Skinner um, okay. and a lot of the digital, digital that was a hard word, <laughs> digital journalism uh, program. Um, and so there was an opportunity for me to come in and uh, kind of contribute there as a, as a grad student. Uh, so I, I did my, uh, my first semester there. Um, and then, I mean, once you start, you may as well finish. So right. I uh, graduated with my master's in uh, 2021. Sorry, I had to do some math there. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what, how were your career goals different at all during the time that you were getting your master's, if at all? So uh, I actually, uh, I worked uh, pretty closely with, uh, with Joe Moore, um, found out that I never thought that I would, but uh, I actually like teaching. Um, so going through the, uh, the master's program, um, kind of had an eye on getting a job either um, at a four-year uh, university like, like UCM um, or one of the um, community colleges in the area, uh, being a uh, communications uh, digital media uh, type instructor. Um, and so that, uh, that became uh, kind of the biggest goal. Gave me an opportunity to have a uh, pretty, uh, I'd say, lenient schedule um, while my, uh, my daughter was growing up. Um, she's getting more active. Um, and so that was, uh, was kind of nice. Um, it was something that I knew, something I was familiar with. And as it turned out, I, uh, I liked doing it. Um, so that, uh, that kind of became the goal. So was your master's in communications? Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you have an emphasis? I don't believe so. Okay. And a lot of the people that I've talked to, I'm not going to grad school, but um, they, they'll be like, yeah, I had a master's in this, but my emphasis was in this, and this is what I wanted to do. So I, I don't know. So, and this is, uh, this is probably just me not paying close enough attention. <laughs> I probably did have an emphasis. I think there were a couple of different ways that you could go about it. I don't remember uh, what that was, and it doesn't say it on my diploma. So, Fair enough. It's not going to say my emphasis on my DMP diploma. But, oh, nice. Um, so have you thought about coming back for, like, a master's in teaching or anything like that? I, uh, I have. Um, I've kicked it around um, for, a, uh, for a while. Um, I was genuinely kicking around uh, working with uh, UCM. They don't have uh, specifically a, a PhD program here. Uh, but they partner with, uh, I'm wanting to say it's, it's MU. Could be wrong. Um, you know anyway, better than I would. <laughs> I, it's, I, I'm believing it's MU. I'm as close to 100% as I can uh, be without being 100%. Um, but I, uh, I actually kicked around uh, going back and uh, trying to be uh, Dr. Chris. Uh, Dr. Is, Chris. Which is wild. <laughs> uh, ended up uh, deciding not to uh, go that route. Um, Degrees are increasingly uh, more expensive yes. uh, than they have, and so I was like, "Well, changing uh, changing my first name to Doctor is uh, going to cost a lot of money." <laughs> uh, would have uh, definitely would have been worth it. Um, I just was not quite ready for it. Who knows? Uh, maybe someday. Um, probably uh, probably not this week though. Okay. 
Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be discussing Chris's career since graduating from UCM. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Layla Ali. I might be undefeated in professional boxing, but there's one problem I can't fight alone. Childhood hunger. 17 million kids in America struggle with it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Voices of UCM. This week we are joined by UCM alum Chris Holmberg. Okay, so as we were just talking about, you've had a couple of different career changes. So kind of walk me through those. Uh, As I uh, mentioned previously, um, one of my focuses was uh, coming out of the master's program here uh, and then going into um, teaching uh, higher ed. Um, So as as everybody is, uh, I'm familiar with that we've talked about it at length, uh, COVID happened. Um, So that uh, that changed a lot of things. One of the things it did to enrollment at higher ed, um, it just just Tanked. cut it, yeah. Uh, so, as it turns out, a lot of uh, a lot of places were not hiring to uh, teach people; they were just trying to fill classes. Um, I uh, I actually I was very close uh, to an opportunity at State Fair uh, Community College in Sedalia. Their uh, enrollment took a hit. Um, I was uh, um, interviewing, and it was initially sort of a. Um, tepidly offered a, a position as an instructor. Um, I was going to help them uh, develop a, a, a bridge program from uh, two-year schools to four-year um, four-year universities. Wow, that was hard for no reason. <laughs> um, anyway, they they came back and said, "Well, we can only offer you uh, hours as an adjunct." Um, I couldn't uh, couldn't afford that to to make the trip, uh, which was really unfortunate because uh, I was I was very close to doing. I was like, "Oh man, this is going to work out." Uh, COVID said, "No, it's not going to work out," which is always exciting. So from there, um, I, uh, I worked in a, uh, fabrication shop, uh, welded, uh, cut parts out of metal. That was a skill I picked up in high school. I was going to say, you haven't mentioned welding I, yet. <laughs> yeah. I, so it's a, it's funny. Um, you pick these things up and think that you're never going to use them again. 20 years later, you're like, Oh, Hey, it's a good thing that I uh, know how to use this. So yeah, I, uh, I worked in Sedalia as a, uh, as a welder, um, for, a for a couple months. Uh, didn't want to make the drive anymore. Um, it just, it wore me out. Um, welding's a, it's a good job. There's good money. It's hard. It just is, um, <laughs> 30, uh, 30 minutes on the road each way made it harder. Right. So I, uh, I, uh, I lasted there for, uh, five months, decided I didn't want to make the, uh, make the trip every day. Uh, actually, um, worked at, uh, at Lowe's here in town as a night stalker, um, is my favorite position sounds exciting <laughs> it's uh it's not I uh put things uh, on shelves uh but it was like that gives you a lot of time to think oh yeah it was uh so I uh listen to a lot of music yeah. uh, a lot of podcasts um you'd almost have to oh it it's yeah it uh yeah it I mean there's nothing going on you, genuinely I would go six hours without seeing another human being um 
because we didn't uh, we didn't have a very big staff, and it's a it's a relatively big store. Um, so a lot of us would get assigned to an area, and that's we post up and uh, see each other at lunch, and right. then lunch at midnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which oh, I was uh, it was horrible. My uh, I remember my first night there. I didn't realize that they locked the doors at night. Uh, it's a huge security thing. So I didn't bring lunch. I was like, oh cool, we get an hour for lunch. Uh, I'll just you know run up the road to Taco Bell or something. No, you you can't leave. So I, my first day, I did not eat, and I was like, cool. That's I think I uh, got a Snickers bar from the uh, locked in Lowe's at night. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Exciting time. It, yeah, makes That's you like a, scary. It. <laughs> so it's a it's kind of a it's kind of an eerie thing because they uh, um, they actually turn off half the lights. Um, That's scarier. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's an exciting time. Um, makes you appreciate uh, non night stalking jobs. Right. A little bit, but. So I uh, I did that. I didn't even know they stocked the store at night. I yeah. I haven't been to Lowe's in God knows how long, but I just assumed that was something people walked around and did during the day. Nope. They uh, so it's kind of an interesting uh, company thing. They uh, they want uh, people during the day to be focused strictly on customers, so they give them as close to nothing to do as possible. Uh, sort of formed a a rift between the night people and the day people. I didn't care. I got paid the same either way. But yeah. How was, did uh, you do that? Form a rift? No, no, no. Like the night people and day people, they they hate each other. I mean, you work at a you're a bartender, <laughs> so the uh, um, night shift and uh, day shift are always like they've never uh, loved each other as much as I feel like they should. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so then what else were you doing? Because I know there were a handful of other things that you did before you got to where you are at the moment. Uh, so my uh, uh, I left Lowe's and actually worked at it as a. Uh, paraprofessional um, at Martin Warren Elementary. It's a uh, third, fourth, and uh, fifth grade um, here in Warrensburg. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a, it's a really cool place. Man, again, going back to the, I never thought I was going to want to teach. Um, I thought uh, teaching higher ed would be, you're mostly, you're, you're not mostly, you are teaching adults. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I thought, oh, I, can, I can do that. And you're just talking to grownups. Never thought I would have the patience to work in elementary school. Uh, immediately fell in love with it. Um, my, uh, I worked with a, a teacher who specialized in uh, kids, uh, predominantly with behavior disorders, okay. uh, emotional and, and behavior disorders. Uh, you want to talk about a, a completely different job from a day-to-day basis? Like it, it was. I believe it. Oh, it was uh, it was wild sometimes, uh, and uh, and out of nowhere. Um, but it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, fell in love with all the kids. Um, unfortunately. I'll uh, get on my soapbox here uh, real quick. Unfortunately, there is no money in uh, public education. Just absolutely no money. They're constantly understaffed. They're underpaid. Um, I uh, I found something else. Um, did not necessarily want to leave. I thought when I first started uh, as a parent, I was like, cool, I could, I could do this for the rest of my life, and this would be absolutely terrific. The money dries up really quick, um, which is unfortunate because... I genuinely loved it. Um, I feel like I was getting pretty good at it. Uh, kids liked me. The teachers liked me. Just got uh, got kind of tough uh, paying all the bills and whatnot. And so, yeah, we uh, we don't pay those people yeah. nearly enough. Yeah, I will join you on that soapbox. There are a lot of people who are very good at what they do in education and just can't do it because of the money, which is so unfortunate because education is so important. Well, it's a... You're absolutely right. I mean, it's uh, it's wild how important everybody will realize it is. And in a vacuum, people will tell you, oh, yeah, teachers are, are underpaid. Uh, people that work in public edu- education are underpaid. 
when uh, when we realize that their uh, their uh, salaries are tax funded, when it suddenly we're just like, well, we don't we don't necessarily want to pay for it ourselves. Right. We want them to be paid. I don't want to help. It's right. it's tough. It's a it's a tough system. I don't uh, I don't have any of the answers. I just know it's tough. They're it's uh, tough. they're trying to do a lot. They're trying to do a lot with seems like increasingly less, and it is uh it's very tough. Yeah, I used to work in a daycare. Um, from like right when I graduated high school up until maybe a year ago. And kids are fantastic. I love working with kids. And that is something that I probably would have done for the rest of my life if I wanted to get paid $12 an hour until I was 40. So it is is really sad because there are a lot of really good people who should continue to be educators. Oh, yeah. And just can't do it. Because, you know, they want to have kids, too. Like, they want to have yeah. a life. I had, I think my seventh grade science teacher was also working at Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Uh, it The number of people that I worked with that had uh, second part-time or even full-time jobs, um, it's, that's a nightmare. Um, and genuinely, they basically had a second job that they had to pay the bills mm-hmm. because they loved their, their real job. Their real passion was, was education. Uh, they just... They couldn't make ends meet with it. Um, that I again, soapbox and a whole bunch here, but that it, that is so tough. That how do yeah. you how do you ask people like, hey, here's a job that's vitally important that you have to be good at. Um, you have to maintain certain certifications, um, everything like that. But we're also not going to give you any money. Hopefully, you can uh, find something in your your spare time. Like that's that is tough. Yeah. So did you leave being a para to work at where you are right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Would you like to explain what you're doing right now? Yeah. Um, sort of, as much as I can. <laughs> so the uh, kind of the uh, exciting thing about this, um, it's, a, it's a new position that they created um, at the uh, hospital. I'm at Western Missouri Medical Center now. Um, I'm in the marketing department. Um, my official title is marketing coordinator. Um, we're still creating it. Um, okay. I've been there. Uh, a full week now. Uh, <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm still learning uh, what I'm doing. Um, my boss and I are, uh, we have a, uh, we have a pretty small team. Um, there are uh, a lot of moving parts, um, but specifically it's, it's her and I, um, we, we work together. We can call in other people. We have uh, access to other people on our team, but really uh, for what we do, it's, it's just her and me. Um, and so we're, uh, we're still trying to figure out what that looks like, um, what, uh, what she wants me to do, um, what I'm comfortable doing. Um, she's learning about, uh, stuff that I, uh, I know how to do, um, which is, uh, which is really cool. And so, uh, I'm not 100% certain, uh, what I do. A lot of, uh, <laughs> communications, um, a lot of, uh, media related stuff. Um, uh, beyond that, we're, uh, we're going to figure it out. So what made you want to shift into marketing from, all of the other things that you have done. <laughs> it's uh, so the uh, appeal of this position. Um, there's a lot of uh, video production, uh, which I went to school for, audio production, which I accidentally went to school for, um, <laughs> and have uh, done vocationally. Um, a lot of writing, which is something I was good at, enjoyed, and went to school for. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of what I'm doing is uh, what I went to school for six years for, and so obviously the uh, the appeal is. Uh, I've got these things hanging on my wall, and now I uh, now I get to use them. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty exciting. The other thing is, it's uh, just 
I get paid to uh, think about things, create things, make something. Um, I'm a, a bit of a problem solver um, to the extent that, hey, we're, we're looking to do this. What do you think we can do? Um, I walk around the hospital and I take pictures of uh, potential backdrops for like our next recorded interview. I'm like, hey, this wall looks great. <laughs> Love the lighting. Next time, let's see if we can make that. It's, um, it's so yeah, I get uh, I get paid to uh, to play around with what uh, we pay a lot of money to play around with here at UCM. I have also been told that you are a stand-up comedian. I uh, I was <laughs> uh, or am. I don't. So that never really goes away. Um, the last time I performed was uh, September. Um, I did a. It's uh, not that long ago. It was not. Uh, it was not that long ago. I did a uh, festival uh, out in Las Vegas. Oh wow! So. So yeah. you. So it's kind of a big deal. I mean, I'll. Uh, I won't say it because I don't want to seem like that guy. <laughs> but I will agree. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of a big. I uh, I used to do it. Um, that uh, it used to be my main job. Um, I used to tour. Um, that was my next question is, have you considered full-time for that? I, uh, I did for a long time. Um, I got started, again, this is kind of a, I got started after my daughter was born. Um, and uh, so the, the time away, it's, uh, it's, it's good money uh, once you get to a certain level. Um, but you have to put in a lot of time and energy and effort and, uh, to get to that level. Um, and it's not, that, uh, it's not that I wasn't willing to do that. It's just a lot of time on the road. Um, even by the time I was uh, getting booked in other places and I was making um, relatively okay money, it's uh, it's inconsistent at a uh, at a certain level. Um, once you get famous, uh, you can charge what you want, uh, turn people down. Um, you know all of uh, all of those things that we aspire to do, right? Um, at my level, nobody had heard of me, so I was begging <laughs> for jobs. So if I got booked, um, it was. Uh, a couple times a month, and again, that's it's good money for the uh, the two weeks that I came back. I'm like, oh man, I came back with all this cash, but you divide that over four weeks, and you're like, oh, that's less than minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it was one of those things that I kind of kind of had to put on the uh, the back burner so that we could uh, we could eat every day. Um, right. So is that something that you would do more of? Maybe if you had more free time. In a heartbeat, I uh, I loved it. It was, it's like any other job. There were uh, there were nights that were tough, um, but overall, uh, it's again, it's a creative thing. It was uh, something that I got good at. Um, I got to uh, kind of control what I was doing. And there are a lot of things that that other people control. Um, you never entirely work for yourself, um, but for uh, twenty minutes to an hour a night when. I was on stage. It was uh, it was the Chris show, and I got to <laughs> got to do whatever I wanted. Um, so yeah, it it the that was a long way to answer your question. Yeah, in a <laughs> in a heartbeat. If uh, if I got to a point where uh, we had the time and the uh, were financially stable enough that I could uh, jump back into it and uh, try to make a go of it, um, I might do that someday. So in what you're doing now, you kind of said you're not completely sure what. It's going to entail. So, what has a typical day been like, or just uh, the last five days that you've worked? <laughs> yeah, for the uh, the last uh, last five days I've been at work. Um, so, a lot of it is uh, is training. Again, I've uh, uh, my I uh, I like it. I mean, it, it's a week into it, but the people I work with are fantastic, um, very patient. Um, we're all 
trying to get acclimated to uh, what what we're all going to be doing for and with each other every day. Um, and so this uh, this week has been a lot of uh, um, kind of feeling out the position, uh, what I'm going to do. Uh, today I spent uh, four hours uh, going through our uh, video and uh, audio recording equipment and just playing, um, trying to figure out what we had available, uh, what settings were. Uh, I asked my boss today to have an entire room in the hospital converted to a studio um, and actually got a maybe. It was not a, not a was hard no. Not an immediate no. <laughs> um, so they're, uh, they're going to propose that. Um, I mean, I had to had to defend it. I wasn't just like, hey, I want a room. And they were like, okay. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty exciting. So we're um, we're kind of getting ready to um, do a lot of uh, a lot of interviews. Um, you know, just again from the the marketing standpoint, we're trying to tell a story about um, what our hospital does, uh, what it can do, because um, that's all marketing is is storytelling. Um, and hopefully people give you money afterward. Um, right. But if we have a new physician, uh, we, we like to um, interview them, kind of introduce them to the community. Um, if we have a new service line, um, just really anything anything that we have a story about that we want to tell people, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my hands in, which is pretty exciting. It's a big responsibility. Um, it's a lot of a lot of creative uh, creative juices flowing, and so I'm. Uh, I'm digging it so far. Like I said, for the for the week, um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure when uh, we start getting some deadlines and uh, some some heat coming, it'll uh, it'll stress me out a little bit. For right now, I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, to try to help build this into a uh, a thing that we can all be proud of. Okay, uh, let's take one more break, and then when we come back, we'll be talking about Chris's plans for the future. Hey, want to know what's going on around the University of Central Missouri? We have two great ways to keep you posted. One, you can listen to UCM The Beat by downloading the app for iPhone or Android, or listen online at digitalberg.com slash thebeat. And two, check out the Mule Skinner, UCM's award-winning student news service at muleskinnernews.com. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, we are on the air with UCM alum Chris Holmberg. So, Chris, even though you literally just started this new job, do you have any plans for your future in marketing or, like, public relations? So, uh, I mean, this is, a, as, a, as we talked about the, uh, the last uh, year or two, I've uh, been kind of wild. I've been uh, all over the place doing a whole bunch of different things. Um, I uh, I haven't given that uh, too much thought. Um, the cool thing, um, as I said uh, about the position that I'm currently in, it's new. Uh, we're still building it. Um, so a lot of the uh, uh, future plans, I'm kind of thinking about what we can do uh, from this position. Um, potentially, uh, you know, my, uh, my daughter's 13 uh, now, uh, so we don't uh, plan on moving out of the area until uh, she graduates high school. Um, she's been. I don't. Uh, I don't want her to have to be that kid. And um, since we don't have to be, um, I don't. Uh, I don't want her to try to get resettled in during high school. Um, but uh, I mean, you think about mathematically, she'll uh, she'll be able to move out on her own. No, we're not going to push her out the the door like Happy 18th, get out of here, <laughs> kid. Um, but. Uh, 
very realistically, she uh, she could be out on her own in in five years, which is a, a nightmare to think about. But it uh, it could happen. Um, so the next uh, next five years, um, hopefully uh, they keep me around at the hospital. Uh, hopefully we're still uh, still doing stuff. Uh, beyond that, um, I'm not a uh, not 100 percent certain. Uh, we may um, try to live in an area that's not a uh, not Warrensburg. Uh, just see how it goes. Um, and so there may be. Uh, different opportunities out there. Uh, if the anything has whew, said that wrong. If the two <laughs> years have taught me anything, it's uh, to uh, kind of just uh, keep my eyes open uh, for opportunities that are out there. Um, and even sometimes opportunities look really weird. Um, as I said, uh, I, I was trying to uh, teach, ended up welding. Uh, those mm-hmm. two things are not related at all. Um, but it's good that uh, that that was available to me um, at the time. And so. Um, I'm always, uh, I'm not necessarily looking for a new job, a new career path or anything like that, but um, I have learned uh, to keep my eyes open. Um, and, you know, like I said, in uh, after uh, after five years, after my daughter graduates, who knows? Have you been in Warrensburg your whole life? For intent and purpose, yes. Uh, wow. I, uh, <laughs> I got here when I was uh, two, um, right around, um, obviously. Uh, the first two years of my life, uh, don't remember. Right. So for intent and purpose, yes, I am a uh, Warrensburg lifer uh, for – and uh, that's a that's both a good and bad thing. Um, I can understand wanting to leave though. It's uh, it's not a bad town, um, but after a while, uh, I am uh, about to turn 35. So 33 years in one spot is a uh, – it's a good run, right? So uh, yeah. once uh, – once our daughter is uh, is kind of settled away with uh, what she and she's she's got big plans, um, and so definitely want to encourage her to. Uh, what um, are her big plans? So she uh, she actually wants to work with animals um, in some capacity. Uh, she wants to work at a zoo. Like that's the big thing that she talks about and has circled. Um, she wants to work at one of the big zoos, um, Omaha, San Diego. Um, she's I don't remember what it's called, but she's talked to us a lot about. The, there's one in uh, New York. Um, I want to say it's in the Bronx, maybe. Anyway, uh, like that's uh, that's what she has her eyes on. Um, so we definitely want to encourage that. Right. Uh, if she ends up in San Diego, uh, it's going to be tough not follow her out there. Yeah. Because I mean the uh, the American West is is great. Yeah. Well, plus like nicer weather than being here. One hundred percent. The Midwest <laughs> is uh, this year. Um, it's been all over the map. Like I think this morning, what was it? It was like thirty three degrees. Yeah. And then it's it 75 60, now. Yeah, it's 75. There's people outside having parties. Like, it, it's one of those weird days oh, where yeah. you go to class in a coat and you walk back and you want to have shorts on. Oh, yeah. I, I got up this morning. I, I put a sweater on because uh, I was like, you know what? It, it's chilly. It'll be it'll be fine. I walked out of the hospital like this was a mistake. Yeah. What a terrible thing to wear. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. Um, well, it's not as bad. At least I don't think this past winter wasn't as bad as last year when we were getting like negative 15s. Like, thank goodness this yes. Zoom was an option then because I I would have skipped class. <laughs> I would not have walked to class in that weather. No, I uh, I, I completely understand that. Uh, and I mean, I feel like uh, skipping class on a, a day that's negative 15 shouldn't count against anyone anyway. Thank you. That's <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll die on that hill. Um, so do you have any future plans for like personal projects? Like, would you ever want to do any sort of sports broadcasting on the side or sports writing? 
So uh, one of the things that I've uh, uh, discovered, uh, it was in my uh, undergraduate um, here at UCM, and then uh, now it's uh, a lot of my, uh, my position at the hospital. Um, I really, really like video editing. I love it. Um, <laughs> do it as a hobby for no other reason than I learned how. Uh, for a while, I wasn't getting paid to do it, and so I was like, well, you know, I want to make sure that I remember how to do it just in case the time comes. And then the time came, so now I'm glad that I... Uh, I uh, kept up on uh, on my skills. Um, I don't know. I think it would be uh, I think it would be great to uh, shoot like music videos, um, to, like follow a band around. Um, did you ever take cinematography? I did. You did. I did. So you uh, have shot a music video. So yes. Um, <laughs> one of uh, one of the so I uh, my emphasis was in uh, uh, digital journalism. Mm-hmm. I almost completely by accident uh, had a dual emphasis. Um, I was one class short of qualifying as a uh, uh, cinematography uh, emphasis. Well, I am a journalism and cinematography dual emphasis. Nice. So you're talking to the right person. That's uh, that's great. And I will uh, I would encourage everybody to go that route. Um, I mean, you, you probably know better than me. Like, uh, everything now is so visually based, um, even journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even especially journalism. I don't know which word to use there. But everything is so visually oriented having the ability to tell a story uh, visually um, and do it well um, can only help um, again I mean that's really my uh, my job entails a, a lot of writing and, and storytelling interviewing um, it's not technically uh, journalism or cinematography but it is about the best marriage of the two things um, so uh, for whatever my opinion is worth I feel like you're doing the exact right thing thank you I think uh I think that's where live studio and remote broadcasting comes in uh, with the journalism aspect and the newspapers are dying, which sucks. But um, because of live news and things like that, I think the live, live studio and remote is very important. I just, for whatever reason, never got into that. I was always just like cinema based because I want to do screenwriting eventually. So I was like, yes movies let me do that (laughs) but um yeah I agree I think it's good to have both the journalism skills and the cinema skills I uh interviewed Danielle Soxy if you know who that is I do yeah so she actually I had a couple classes with her she's uh she's a cool lady yeah she's very cool um and she told me that one of the most important things to be able to do in the industry that we're in is be able to write so I think journalism is very important still for that aspect because if you don't know how to write, I mean, that's like the fundamentals of journalism and marketing and things like that. So I think it's still very important to know how to do. uh, 100%. uh, And I would uh, would encourage people um, to take a uh, a writing class, a journalism-based class for that. Um, It teaches you – I'm – I talk a whole bunch, so I'm probably the worst person to uh, say this, but it teaches you how to say something um, in as short and quick a way as possible. Um, that is an invaluable skill. Uh, one of the uh, one of the things when I was uh, interviewing for this position, um, they had a, basically it was a, a, a test assignment, assessment, um, I can't remember what they called it, but I had to uh, create social media posts. I had to create uh, visual effects, uh, graphic design um, elements. Uh, they basically they just wanted to make sure that I could uh, do all the things that I told them that I could do. <laughs> it's a it's a good test. Um, one of the things that uh, they knocked me for uh, lightly, but they said your uh, social media caption was just too long, and I was like, <laughs> well, 
I could see that. And so, yeah, uh, having, uh, having the ability to say something in two sentences instead of five, journalism will, uh, will do that. Um, so you want to say it quickly. Uh, so, yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. Uh, pick that skill up. Anybody, uh, anybody listening, if they're not in a journalism class, I would uh, advocate strongly that they sign up for one. Okay. I would also advocate for that. So my last question for you is what advice would you give to other non-traditional students? Man, it's uh, – so it's, uh, it's not as scary as I initially thought it would. Um, this, is, uh, this is almost a cliche, but it, uh, it, it occurs to people at different points in their life. Like uh, you always think uh, you're too old. Uh, when I started, I was 28. Which now, I mean, I would give anything to be 28 again. <laughs> like, um, so I, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm too old. I'm going to be a full decade than, older than, than the other freshmen. Like, what do I want to do this? What are we even going to talk about? Am I even cut out for this? Um, you know, coming back into uh, uh, trying to major in DMP, um, I had worked at a newspaper before. That was back when newspapers were still good money. Mm-hmm. Um, they were thriving. Uh, I was getting assignments all over the place. We had... We had a full staff um, just in the sports department. Um, our staff at the time at the Democrat when I uh, was working there um, is like an entire newspaper staff now. It's it's wild. And that was uh, – that's only in the last 15 years, right? It's changed so drastically. Um, so I would uh, I would say you're, uh, you're not too old. Um, again, super cliche. Uh, it's adorable, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. Um, Find the find the time. Uh, do if you can do it all quickly. Great. If not, take a couple classes here and there. Um, I learned a lot about my interests um, and certain skills that I had um, by just trying things. Um, I had no intention uh, to take cinematography. No intention to to do anything like that. Fell in love with it, um, and it's it's served me very well now. Um, so yeah, um, I would I would say get started. It's, uh, it's weird. the other thing that, uh, I think is funny. Um, one of the, uh, the people that I went through, uh, my undergraduate program with, uh, she's a full decade younger than me, still a very close friend. Um, age really is just a, uh, just a number. So I was even at 28, I was, I was scared of young people. I was like, Oh, I'm <laughs> going to be weird. You know, it's like, what are, but, uh, one of my best friends now is, is one of the young people. And so it's, uh, it's not as terrifying as it uh, it seems like it's going to be, um, and now I know so much more, which is good because I paid for it. But <laughs> uh, know so much more than I uh, had intended to pick up, um, and it uh, it's made me uh, it's made me valuable. Um, I'm helping to create my own position now, yeah. vocationally. So could uh, could not have done that if uh, if I hadn't started. So yeah, biggest thing. I feel like I'm uh, repeating myself. Biggest thing, don't be afraid of it. Go for it. If you can, go for it. Great advice. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this week's episode. Chris, thank you for joining me. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for joining me this semester. For the final time, I'm Olivia Gibbs, and this has been Voices of UCM. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. 
Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.